A diamond has long been a symbol of commitment, love, and trust. Isn't it time the diamond industry showed us the same values behind the scenes? Clean Origin is leading the engagement ring industry toward a brighter future, designing elegant lab-grown diamond fine jewelry that never compromises our values. A brand that doesn't just talk the talk, but one that was founded to make a difference, to offer a more environmentally friendly, conflict-free, and price-accessible choice without any compromises on quality. Lab diamonds are grown in a lab using cutting-edge technology that replicates the process of natural diamonds. A lab-grown diamond is chemically, physically, and visually identical to a mined diamond without the adverse effects of traditional diamond mining. And for a price of up to 10 times less, we don't know why you'd choose anything else. You know, I'm a Sag. I'm always going to say bigger is better. And with these prices, three carats is the new one carat, baby. Go big. Honestly, five carats is the new three carats if you really want to go there. You all know that we know a thing or two about engagement rings. And these clean origin rings are simply stunning, classic designs, and for a fraction of the price. From the color of your metal to the center stone and setting, you'll be able to customize every aspect of this very important lifetime piece of jewelry. Whether you're looking for an engagement ring or tennis bracelet or diamond stud earrings, Clean Origin has beautiful diamond jewelry that you'll be wearing forever. You can use code What's Your Sign for $100 off all orders over $1,000. That's $100 off all orders over $1,000. Go to cleanorigin.com and use our code What's Your Sign at checkout for $100 off of your order of $1,000 or more. Use our promo code What's Your Sign, all spelled out. Check out Clean Origin today. Welcome to What's Your Sign. I'm Julia Loken. I'm Stevie Anderson. I'm Lisa Chanu. And today we are joined by two astro legends. I would say the, I, I'm going to sag myself out now and say kind of, I would say like the OG and pinnacle of astro uh, content branding, establishing a world uh, you may know them as the Astro Twins, uh, founders of Astro Style, the official astrologers of L. It's Tally and Ophira. Hi. <laughs> Thank you for that intro. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. I love, I do love an intro. I do, uh, <laughs> I hate a goodbye, but I love an introduction. Very sad. OG is like 
anyone who did not begin on TikTok at this point in time. That's true. Oh, so we're we're OG now. We're OG. Okay. <laughs> right. I do think we're OG. We're OG podcast for sure. We are OG I mean, podcast, that, or or at least in the OG podcast like family tree. I don't think anyone can be the one thing, but I know maybe I'm just projecting and speaking for myself, which is all any of us can really do, I suppose. But I know you guys were definitely um, one of the first, y'all and Susan Miller were like the first real astrology resource. And you guys are so good at keeping everything so like easy and clean and to the point, um, but still being really informative. And I feel like anybody who who uses y'all as a resource um, still is able to have a really kind of in-depth astrological knowledge that's not surface but it is quick and it's fun and funny and and uh so just congratulations thank you <laughs> yeah. called sagittarius sun scorpio moon you know it's <laughs> like true let's expand wait sharp and get to the point yeah yes absolutely <laughs> susan miller is our OG. I mean, we, we were like, I mean, she, she's everyone's OG. She broke, she broke into the internet for us all. And like astrology zone got us through our Saturn return and got us obsessed. Yeah. And yeah. So to be spoken in the same sentence as her is definitely an honor and uh, really cool. Thank you. You're welcome. It's true. Thank you. We use your writing as resources all the time on this podcast with credit Aww. of course Thank you. um Thank and you. and we appreciate all the work that you do I, I, yeah you i just need to also... add to the oh, sorry. Oh. i just need to add to the fangirling just like <laughs> i know our listeners are just as stoked as we are so we're just we're just the human embodiment of all of all their collective stokeness so we're just <laughs> grateful grateful and thankful and you got and always credit your sources everybody uh yes. just another another disclaimer here for all our astro babies out there <laughs> well that is something about tauruses that i really appreciate and sag is just you know that is that is definitely uh something that people need to remember i think right so absolutely yeah well, I think it's I, you. You all have also been um, a conduit to kind of other resources as well. I you were the first uh, people who introduced me to Jan Spiller and North Node, South Node. Uh, you know everything there too, but also Colin Bedell and Mish Chartreuse and uh, did you guys? I think you guys worked with Mecca as well. So I yeah. mean, I think you guys are also again another like in a very in that very sad uh, way of being teachers but also aren't we've talked about this a lot I think with Venus retrograde and in Capricorn too of being able to like share resources and and passing those things on and how I think you are you are only as good as what you are able to uh like pass on to people and I think that y'all's pro um I don't know if protege is the right word but the the people that we've found through you guys also is a testament to to the work that you do too so okay gushing thank you thank over. you glad that we could uh break astrology down for the people we were mm -hmm. astro babies once too and we got our first column for teen people it was you know back in 2002 2001 and you know we're we went in, we weren't even, astrology was just an obsession of ours for like 10 years. And we were writing for women's magazines and feminist magazines. And um, yeah, Ophi was working with Gloria Steinem at Miz. And then somebody who she worked with there 
brought us into teen people where like you know they had all the covers up it was like britney spears sag eminem libra and they're like you're hired and, <laughs> and then i had to tell gloria steinem i was leaving her for an astrology job but you know she was really Whoa. cool about it she was like well i had my chart read in india in the 60s i was like yeah <laughs> i'm sorry how have you i mean obviously there's so many think pieces about how astrology has changed and has become acceptable and all of that how has that experience been for y'all and how do you feel about when people say that about astrology changing uh... yeah I guess yeah. especially having to tell like Gloria Steinem I think oh, that's yeah. something that like <laughs> yes from astrology Ophie wrote a great piece about that, how like the moon has always been a very, you know, the rhythm that women gather around it. So, um, you know, I think we haven't had a chance to really talk about that in depth with Gloria, sadly, but we, we worship her all the same. Astrology is going through such a strange time. Like it's become um, a bizarre battleground. And it was like, when did everyone forget that this is an archetypal system for us to grow and reflect on, not fight over the degree of, you know, Mars, for God's sake, you know, like that, that's a classic Mars right there. (laughs) One of the questions I wrote down actually for y'all, I I think this answer is different for every astrologer too. So no pressure, because it's a big question. Um, We love a big question. Sages. Of course. Um, but what, what is astrology for? I mean, obviously it can be used for so many things, but what is it for? Is it for, you know, enlightenment? Is it to help understand people better? Is it to try to make money in the stock market? What do you, what, what is it for? <laughs> I think it can be for all of those things. Um, I like to say to use it as a tool, not a rule. So it can be, you know, it really is very multi-purpose and that's probably why there are so many different branches and segments and Twitter threads and whatnot of astrology because some people are using it to define their identity and with intersectional politics, other people use it as an escape from that. Like this is the one place where I can just be a soul and a sign without any of the physical, uh, you know, demarcations. Some people use it for mundane astrology, checking out historical events. Some people use it for tracking the future in the stock market and natural disasters. And, you know, it was an ancient clock and uh, it was the only timepiece we had before. It was an, it's an ancient technology. You know, technology is used to simplify our lives and allow us to not have to work as hard. So I think it remains a technology. Well, that's, that's a good cool bottom liner of it. Astrology mm-hmm. is the ultimate shortcut. It's a short code for just about whatever you want to apply it to if you understand how to use it. Yeah. Damn. I love that as a technology because I think that that is like drop. Yes. That's so perfect. Done. Yeah. Well, because I think a lot about, especially when we have eclipses or retrogrades, which are the ones that, you know, we have, there's so much information about, and so many people are trying to prepare you about, and you get so many questions and, and all of that. But thinking about in ancient times, if you were someone who was just, you know, looking at the movement of the, the, 
heavenly bodies and all of a sudden one started moving backwards you'd be like whoa what is what is what's happening now this, <laughs> this changes everything i can see that this thing moves there but knowing that and knowing now that you have to like update your clock for daylight savings time essentially thinking of it as like technological things where it's still a shortcut but you have to be aware of how the how malfunctions in your technology will affect your information gathering instead of it oh, being absolutely. like the yeah, the end all be all of anything. Um, yeah, I like that, you know, checking your ancient clock <laughs> sort yeah. of energy of like, um, mm -hmm. it's just your ancient clock ticking, but it just really goes off those kind of innate <laughs> things we might even know beyond us knowing astrology, like we existed in a time before we maybe regularly check our horoscopes or where the planets were moving, and we still did the things and it either worked out or didn't. And um, I think that's it's just something I've been thinking a lot thinking a lot about is just that not modifying your life to extreme degrees around it, like uh, astrology and letting yeah. it sort of be part of the process. And I was reading about your guys as about to of like, kind of just starting to naturally memorize birthdays. And I know we've talked about in the podcast, like noting, like who's born in the darker winter months and who's like in the middle of the summer and just how that might affect, you know, the life that you've grown up in or the circumstances and the people around you. Um, and then also fam family astrology too, which is always interesting when there's patterns and families. And I'm sure you guys know as twins and sharing, is your chart like pretty, I like you're only a couple minutes apart, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're like at same, He's a same 10 degree cap rising and I'm a nine degree, uh, uh -huh. 37 minute cap rising. So Back in 2013, when Pluto crossed that degree, it went from my, my 12th house to my first house and back three times. It was like oh. a year of betrayal, horror, and devastation, um, <laughs> which I won't talk about here. <laughs> That's on our <laughs> Patreon bonus episode. Y'all can pay for that. No, exactly. <laughs> just imagine four planets and, and Saturn was transiting over our Scorpio planets at that same time. Yeah. Meanwhile, Ophi just like had that. it just pop right into the first house once. She was like, what do you want? My life's fine. Oh, you know? So, <laughs> I was hiding out in the 12th house closet while she was like going through taking one for the twin team or three. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's something that probably gives you guys an innate understanding of astrology in a way that kind of people might not be able to know whereas like I think there's something about being a twin that inherently makes you understand like that someone seeing yourself in another person because you are literally seeing yourself there but also yeah. that understanding of having the same thing but different experience and how that colors everything and how even if you have the same almost identical chart like it still isn't going to be the exact same thing that happens to you. you guys are still experiencing things differently and how that just kind of, I think would just give such a rich, uh, innate understanding of those things. Well, one of the very, uh, wild parts of our chart is that we were born with the South node, which is the past life archetype and cancer, which is about female relatives in our seventh house, which is about duos and pairs. And then our North node where we're headed to is in the first house of individuality. So can you think of a better spiritual lesson than being born twins to sort of challenge yourself to learn how to be an individual, which is our yes. whole life path. So I love that astrology kind of made sense of that. 
the real, the only uh, system that's shown a difference between us is the Enneagram. So that was, that's oh. like our only oh. I have when I'm a savage. Very big issue over here. In fact, we might have to bleep the word. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, it's not that bad, but we had some review. We did an episode and we are not experts and we've said it many times and we got some reviews that were like, y'all got it completely wrong. Like, yeah, oh, you don't know anything about fair. Enneagrams. We like, we do not. We know, we all, said it. But we're all threes is all we Yeah, know. we're all threes. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's cool. Achievers. You know, it's the Enneagram goes like deep into some religions. I had no idea it was like church related until I started to do it. I was like, all right, I'm not, I'm not messing with some amateur hours stuff on that. That's where we got minute micro canceled by the Enneagram community because we were like, it's Christian. <laughs> like, <laughs> we were just yeah. exploring in real time because we we aren't enneagram experts but wait what are y'all's numbers i'm a seven which is that okay. enthusiast and tally's a two which is about relationships and support it actually works well for running a business together because Ooh. you know i may come up with some like wild out there ideas not that she doesn't but you know she'll be like, but what about the team you know what about sleeping and eating and breathing <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's such a drag. Well, it- <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just gonna say, is that like a set? I feel like it's a Sag Capricorn combination where I still am one day, every day. I'm like, I know I've had to eat every day up to this point, but tomorrow I just won't. I'm not gonna schedule yeah. it in because we'll figure it out. Like exactly. Oh yeah. Thank God. We have a, someone who's a developer that works with us who's a Sag, and I was catching up with him today. Mind you, like it's three days before Christmas as we're recording and he's like got a, a two month old and a two year old. And he's like, what are you doing over the holidays? He's like, you know, I just finished a bunch of projects and different things. So I'm going to work on some passion projects, launch something in the next three days. I was like, you are such a sad. It was so funny. <laughs> it's like passion projects. Oh, dream big, baby. <laughs> I love the things no that one... sages do when everyone else is eating, you know, yeah. Yeah, no <laughs> one's slacks no one slacks me from christmas to new year so i can get like the real stuff done you know yes exactly <laughs> did y'all ever think about not working together in this you know, or is that a few years but it didn't really last long actually she got a job at random house because we do we do web design we both went to art school at the university of michigan and it's, yeah and she was like making a bunch of money doing graphic design and then she decided to go to israel to visit our cousins for like a month three weeks at last and i like they let me take her job like twin in sub our boss's mom was a twin and her, <laughs> oh my her mom and her aunt would communicate even without talking so she was so into wow. it she was like, sure your sister can replace you so and and she it was did. hard to give that job back after you know that was good money but you know (laughs) so like we didn't really switch classes but we did moon and that so basically it didn't last long we've been working together since we had our first um publication in in uh second grade the pinko penis press Yes, we went, we published our own dirty magazine in second grade. My fourth grade teacher found it in my desk. And then, uh, you know, I became a good girl after that. Four planets in Scorpio. Yes, I was just going to say that's the Scorpio. <laughs> the P 
pink that's penis a great dress. Great, that's yes. a, an amazing a Virgo name friend of, of ours named it, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I know. I was like, you guys need to bring that back. I would subscribe to that <laughs> immediately. I got on a subject. <laughs> yes, totally I need to come back. I know print. I know print is not the hottest right now, but I think that's a that's one that you would have to see. You need that on the coffee table. Zines are coming. The '90s are back. Yes, zine culture. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's that has zine all over it. I'm seeing True. it. Tired well, toxic masculinity. The pinko penis press is here. Yes. <laughs> Thinking of the ancient uh, clock we were talking about too. I mean, we all probably read your stuff in Teen People. I, that was definitely the. Ooh, yeah, the time that I would be reading those magazines. So that's interesting to think too. Like, oh yeah, let's renew that cycle for people that have been reading you for you know however many cycles that it. Would yeah, be. you guys are definitely of the teen people age. Set, oh, absolutely. So. Will the whale tail thong come back though? Do you think? I'm oh, it's, I, I think yes. I think it's back. Think it, yeah. next year, of course it will. Yes, it's yeah. back, and it is the one I would say like Y two K trend that I never got to do. That I'm like. I'm going to do that. I'm going to figure out how to make that my, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm for sure going to do it. My mom always says, it. you know, you can wear the fashion on the second round if you didn't wear it the first round. If not, That's it just wise. looks like you're reliving your childhood if you're like, you know, going back to Lacoste, which is what I used to wear. Ooh, give it 20 years it'll be back kind of like well it sort of follows saturn cycle so it was actually 30 years i keep forgetting i've yeah so those like saturn was an aquarius in the early 90s as you guys know mm -hmm. and now it's back and we were interns at the iconic sassy magazine in 1992 when all of the styles that i'm seeing on the streets of new york city um, are totally back. I'm like, this is awesome. I'm like so happy with Gen Z right now because they're making me feel like I'm 19 again. So <laughs> bring it on back. Just like astrology, the cycles, you know, repeat. Gen yes. Z is very fashion forward, politically conscious, like aware of all the crushing downfalls us millennials um, just didn't really pay attention to or get the memo on. But the only thing I was talking <laughs> I was talking to my family about this. I'm like, the thing is like, there's so much and here. This is just a, it's open for discussion. Fight me if it's wrong, but they're Say so like, Taurus. they like, don't fuck though. Like that's like, that's it's like, they're God. the anti horny generation. They don't drink we, alcohol either. I know. Yeah. Pluto bartender. And yeah. Pluto and Sag. Um, it's like higher minded. This is too conscious. That's just, it's just such a tragic thing. It's like, we all have a place where we're supposed to like fog out and they like are down there having like philosophical conversations in the Coliseum, you know, it's like mm -hmm. you guys have Pluto and Scorpio. So yeah, we, I mean, we, fuck. we fuck. Yeah. Although I just Thank wrote God. down, I do think that the Pluto, I think of Pluto and Scorpio thing. And this is also make me think of Venus retrograde and Capricorn is how do we have um, like productive sex that isn't necessarily reproductive and how do we have <laughs> and sex that is not traumatic and I think that that's something that we're figuring out and and Gen Z I think has watched us try to figure that out and is trying to kind of like avoid some of those pitfalls um, which I think leads to channeling that sex energy to political 
and like to higher causes and to more yeah. philosophical stuff, but it is still that kind of return to, yeah, how do we, how do we like not make this, how do we stop these cycles of really traumatic, yeah. violent sex? Right. It's very, every generation has its crucible to bear, if that's mm -hmm. the right, I don't Probably. know if yeah. I use that word right <laughs> now, but you know, it's, yeah, it's like, they have too many planets in Capricorn and Aquarius. So mm -hmm. everything is heady, like touching a screen and touching a body may seem like interchangeable to the Capricorius, you know, mega stellium generation there. So well, in the nineties. It's funny too, cause thinking of it, like, um, Alex P Keaton kind of syndrome where <laughs> we were, it was such a, not, I don't want to say we were so free but there was so much of this like girl power kind of like um oh, yeah. you know Spice Britney, girls yeah all of the like female pop stars being still kind of like the sexy taboo sort of thing that we were I feel like more influenced by but to them it's like yeah who like it's there's nothing rebellious about that they're like the the rebellious thing to do is to rebel against that which is to be right. like a little bit more prudish a little more conservative and like oh no we're not gonna party we're not gonna do that yeah, like, right. we're gonna be serious mm -hmm. we're well we're gen xers when it was like we're gonna be we had like salt and pepper and you know like we had it was like we're gonna be sexy and powerful and we're gonna throw it in your face and show you you know okay. that was fun. Yeah. yes oh yes but now it's like that's just gotten, but then of course we had take back the night marches and all, you know, of course it was just like mm -hmm. the powerful reclamation. And I wonder, it's just like, sex has just gotten so complicated that I think Gen Zers are like, why bother? Well, it is also <laughs> thinking about removing, removing sex from a power, uh, structure, like structure too, which I do think is ultimately again, like a a better way because it shouldn't be you if it's if it's used to empower it can also be used to disempower and to subjugate and objectify and all of those things too and if we're just like hey nobody can use sex as a power kind of then then what can you what is your power if it isn't to tempt or uh right. you know capture whatever it is all of these kind of like patriarchal colonial constructs <laughs> yeah millennials were born in eternal high school and gen z was born in eternal grad school so <laughs> yeah. yeah so it's like yeah i mean but Damn. right that's it i've always felt like a high, like high school like a perpetual high school and i'm not saying <laughs> i look or you know behave that way at work or anything but i've kind of always felt like Oh, these, those are the, that's that table. And this, like, I always see the world that way. Yeah. Well, it's the Scorpio too is, can be, that's a watery nostalgic, like reliving the past, you know, well, that's why it's like nostalgic purchases and reboots and all this shit is just marketed towards yeah. us. We're sad is forward. Like, why would I waste my mm -hmm. time on like reliving this stuff that probably wasn't even that great. And if you're a Pluto Sag that fucks, right. you know, 
sound off in the comments and let us know. Um, <laughs> I'm in sure probably the festival on psilocybin or in an yeah, you're having state, very you know? out there. Your they actually need an orgy, a festival, a yeah, lots of yes. psychedelics, or yeah. <laughs> they're they're still festival young body. too. Yeah. They might, you know, they might grow into it. So they that's might. Yeah, that's a very growing, hopeful optimist. Grow into fucking. <laughs> Sag, I feel like Sag is a fucking sign. Also, it is. I mean, also they're they might grow into partying and stuff too, and that's what's scary. Sag is oh, a yeah. blooming sign. I can tell. Mm-hmm. Definitely, we are late bloomers, Sag sun. So the Pluto that's and true. Sag crew just might want to prolong their their youth and their you know. Smart. Which is, I think is great. Yeah. After yeah. that, these kids born after 2008 have Pluto and Capricorn, and the leather and whips are coming back out again. Oh yeah, the dungeons and the power dynamic. They're going to want to play with the power dynamics. I don't want to think about them coming of age. Although maybe you know, no, it'll be great. It'll be time for all of our second husbands <laughs> around then. Fans. Yeah. <laughs> Only fans will have another reboot. You know, well, not just. I'm just right. thinking. I'm just thinking of this Pluto and Scorpio now too, of like wanting like that sexuality very early and young to like lying about your age, like very like, and also the culture was very pro like jail bait. Like it was seen as something mm. on a, oh, on yeah. this pedestal that now we're like, that was not, that is, <laughs> it's just wrong and illegal everyone. It wasn't, and it wasn't cute, but at, during our time, it was very much like going to the, maybe this is just speaking for me, going to the car and being like, I'm 17 when you're really 13 and just trying oh, to like yeah. make out with carnies. Anyone else? No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Not carnies. So I, They're around these. I think that the technology of astrology and the technology of the world kind of coincide because yeah. you know we we had you know the, we did do our first astrology columns maybe turned in with a dial-up modem you know so the fast the the quickening spread of information has also accelerated the pace and the different ways that astrology has segmented out into you know all these different systems within it i think what i'd love to see happen within astrology and and the world and culture is that people could appreciate that you know you guys as 80s women are were born with a certain set of cultural experiences instead of going on this like you're a harry potter live laugh love basic bitch you know kind of rant on tiktok but i am but i am <laughs> right also like, nothing wrong with that <laughs> not wrong at all that's those are your icons we embrace the cringe symbols yeah by like, the way gen x's are the perpetual high school dropouts that's what that's we are so we always like have to say these it was like did we just say that oh yeah we did actually in the principal's office because our divorced parents forgot to leave a key under the doormat reacting out or something i don't know yes <laughs> yeah i love it well well we as i said before we started recording we don't we don't do this often, but when we have such esteemed guests as y'all, we're gonna let you guys and we just don't do it. I mean, we talk about ourselves, obviously. We talk about our placements and things like that. But when we have you guys here, we're gonna have you guys look at our charts. Uh absolutely look at our our year ahead. And uh I mean, 
Which, I don't know. This is one where I'm like, we're I don't not, know how to intro you, this, and I don't think it needs just, an intro. We <laughs> let her rip. We we're we're pretty we're pretty tough. Uh, you know, we're, I'm I so... say this now as a cancer rising. I'm like, just kidding. I'm not, I'm not, but <laughs> <laughs> cancer risings are tough actually. Well, who wants to go first and get like a turbo reading here? Not me. I'm so nervous that I just took out notes and forgot we were recording this. <laughs> <laughs> we are gentle we're gentle i know we're, it's just it's a little bit effective we're, yeah. we're also, you can it's my own stuff it's not you don't worry yeah you can, <laughs> we know you can start with you can start with me i i cardinal air will take the take the uh of course of course take all the right Opie, you want to kick it off there absolutely so this is what i see so <laughs> You're saying a report. Sag yes. Libra rising. Yes. Capricorn moon. Yes. Verifying all the facts. Okay. So um You're I see you have an Aries North node, zero degrees, and a Libra South node in the twelfth house. Um you're having your Jupiter return this year. So <laughs> yep. that's pretty exciting. Um actually I don't know if Jupiter is gonna get to 20 degrees quite this year. I need to check on that. But uh so I, I Personally, people are like, oh, it's only the return when it hits the exact degree. I'm going to disagree with that based on my own um, obsessive research. When the planet, I, I feel like people feel their Saturn return for the whole three years, their Jupiter return for the whole year. You just, yes. it's just there. It's just there and you know it and you feel it. So we're aware of the inside, like it's entered the sign that you are holding in yeah. your chart we're pro okay no i like this i like mm -hmm. this yeah all so listening here may 10th october 28th is a nice golden period for you it's in your okay. seventh jupiter will be in your seventh house anyway so relationships for you are going to take a new exciting expansion i don't know if you're in one or not but you may, yeah if you you may either you'll either expand or liberate yourself from something there because it's just Jupiter in the seventh house can make you really free spirited. It can make you feel like if you, it's like, if you haven't set it up by the set with enough room for yourself as a sad, you'll have to figure that out, but it can also be a great time for growth and taking some leaps. Thank God you're out of Pluto's crosshairs this year. You so. just had the South node going over your sun right now. So, cause you're one yeah. degree Sagittarius sun. So you may be shedding some layers there. Um, shedding some old feelings about yourself it's in your second house so i would say that would have to do with your sense of you know how you present yourself how you value yourself how you stand up for yourself or just kind of you know if there were some old deep patterns around kind of being accommodating instead of going like let me pause and go you know what I lied. I actually didn't mean that. I need this. So that may be a practice that you start to take on. So yes. does that make sense? Yes. I literally sent a text like that today where at first I just went like, yes. And then I went, no, I'll have it done by this time. Like mm -hmm. I, can't, I can't run home and do this. I'll have it done whenever, when it gets done. Absolutely. Yep. Mm -hmm. Good thinking for you. And yeah. Just and we will have the nodes in two years going into Libra and Aries. So you will have your North node return. Woohoo. That is a powerful time. Mid thirties. Mm -hmm. 
I'm excited. If you're thinking about having a child, I recommend they will have your same nodes if you do it then. So, oh, what for for our folks at home? I'm, we talked about nodal returns, nodal reversals. What makes a nodal return so yay? Like that made you go like that's what's the what would be the benefits? Yay, but it happens every nineteen ish years. So I feel like people kind of come in. It's another opportunity to really come into your own, and you know, kind of. I think of it as like I see it like clicking into place. Like mm. all right, remember Adult, adulting check in sort of. Uh, I feel like it's a yay because the first one kind of comes. <laughs> First one comes when you ostensibly leave home, like 18, 19 years old. So it's like this, I mean, it can it can kick your ass at first because you drank peach schnapps and <laughs> smoked weed, which was, yeah, no one here did that, you know. Uh, um, I was like, we do that, we've done that on air, I think. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Highly Love not, it. yeah, always great, except during your first nodal return. Yes. No. Uh, but yeah, and I didn't add the rest of it. I'll leave that to the Scorpio files. But, you know, um, but then the second one <laughs> that happens in your mid-30s, you know yourself, you know, you've gone through the Saturn return. And so it's kind of like, you really get to decide, like, what you want to keep, what you want to keep pursuing, what, you know, it's a refining return. So I personally yeah. like that one a lot. Where I think it's the one where you're like, you know what? I do know who I am now in a way. You know, you're like comfortable mm -hmm. knowing that you know that. You know what? Mm -hmm. I don't care about the Enneagram and I'm all right with that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The Enneagrammers and the Pluto and Sag folks this episode are just like, these Sagittarius are just popping off Ooh, yet again. 95, 96ers. Yes, but uh, yeah, you know, we had to weather Pluto over our sun during that time. So it's not, you know, maybe you're, we have a little bit of an issue with you. Okay. Maybe we just have a little bone <laughs> to <pick>. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then just in general, based on your sun sign as a Sag, which, you know, that's all uh, you've been reading our book, our 2022 book. So you know about that, but um, it's, it's a home. It's a year for a new home. So if you're thinking about moving, there is that baby making thing. I'm not encouraging you to get pregnant, especially not as a Sag, but should you happen to find <laughs> yourself in such, uh, such a predicament, <laughs> um, I'm encouraging yeah. it. I'll say I know, I'm like, I, I want all of us to have like yeah. little friend babies that yes. would be well, we're basically sister wives at this point i mean oh yeah well, we all yeah all three of us are well i was gonna say engaged i'm married now but also these two we're all are, ringed are up fianced and we're on this we're on a similar fianced. cycle with these so <laughs> yeah we're very synced up i guess all the men in our lives were like i'll take that shrill voice i hear on the podcast and lock it down <laughs> <laughs> Pand pandemic be damned oh, <laughs> i love it well i think that you're at the exact right age I think mid thirties, 33 and up is where I think marriages should, you know, should be the, the cutoff for even entering the institution 33. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah. And I do cut off co-breeding if you do, because <laughs> being a parent, yeah, it does, it's like that sister wife thing. That is no joke. 
you're gonna want to be around someone else who's like a uh, zombie mommy mode with you sometimes so <laughs> yes. hurry on up and sink your cycles ladies yes yeah looking good looking good for that so there maybe that's that jupiter for you there too hey, yeah hey. absolutely you could certainly do that so At, who's next yeah if you wind up with a kid by the way after july 2023 you'll have the same nodes so yes time yeah, mm -hmm. i have that with my daughter i got Thirty-seven, I think, and uh, yeah, we have we both have Cancer South nodes. We're very close. Oh, I love that. I know we always say with the Moon, but like the Jupiter, I just thought of that, like the belly expanding and everything, all that, and you know, oh, other, yeah. other parts stretching as well. But we'll leave that out. I took the pregnancy test the day Jupiter went into my solar fourth house, January seventeenth, two thousand ten, and it was like. I was like, oh, right. I had written that yeah. January Sagittarius horoscope. I didn't think it applied to me. So. <laughs> <laughs> Into the day. Wow. So, yeah. I love it. Mm -hmm. All right. December 28th, just Jupiter back into Pisces. So um, oh, there you go. Yeah. I'll go next if that's uh, okay. We'll go in show order. We'll go in show order. <laughs> By the way, I'm not for the record an astro yenta. I think if you want to have kids and yet. open yes. your womb for vacancy, great. And if you don't, great. You know, the population is large enough. So you do you. Well, There's yes. no right or wrong way. I say that in my Chiron return now at 49. Yes. <laughs> I may, may I ask a quick question though? Because it actually Please. just came up recently and a few people and maybe it is that feeling potentially locked down should I just brew a child inside of me kind of time but <laughs> is there um certain transits or certain like you mentioned like syncing up nodes could be cute but is if and I know you have the mom astrology book like that you know not not a far reach here but when people are like when's a good time to do that obviously fifth house is kid energy but is there certain planets or transits or celestial times that you find to be very just harmonious when it comes to you it's know really getting knocked the nodes up are, the nodes are nice even and opposite nodes can also like at the Saturn return can also be a good time I found the mother you know there's a little more there's there's just a closeness when you sync up the nodes but my, my husband and I are opposite nodes almost oh, nice. almost to the degree wow. okay so you're like that nine works. ten years apart mm-hmm that can be very interesting and very powerful. Yeah. You've each mastered what the other one is here to learn. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. your um composite nodes, like the midpoint is probably Cancer Capricorn. So you're here to support each other's careers and have a family. So there you go. Yep. Our dad is the opposite node one degree apart from us. And then our mom and our younger sister are opposites all in cardinal signs. So there are no yes. peaceful family dinners in our home. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned families earlier. I really have come to follow the Kabbalistic astrology belief that you totally pick your family for karmic purposes. And, yes. you know, and then if you happen to have fun and a few good vacations, great. But you know, there's work to be done. So my um, mom and my fiance have their note in the same house. Does that mean that they're, they're going to leave me out of 
like family <laughs> stuff. <laughs> oh, I love it. Count your blessings and have that alone time. <laughs> right. <laughs> or there's just particular project. What house is it in? The third. I think it'll be they get along nicely. That's nice to know, you know. That travel good. well together, probably too. Yeah, huh? I didn't oh, think of that. That's time. great. Yeah. So you can actually take your mom on the road trips with you. That's cool. And they can talk and you can listen to music and read. (laughs) Yeah. As you get older and I, I pro whatever, enjoying your age, whatever age it is, you know, the more people that will entertain your significant other who aren't you, the happier you'll be. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) And by entertain, I don't mean Pluto and Scorpio, unless you want (laughs) You know? <laughs> unless that's your arrangement unless, baby yeah. right let me also, translate that if you're pluto and sag kid it might be yes <laughs> that's right. true i mean it really kind of oh god yeah let's stop while we're ahead well we're only fans look at your friends, you know um now, yeah you so. are 12 degrees taurus sun so you have uranus crossing over your sun so oh don't i know it yeah once every 84 years not everybody gets to experience that how's that working out for you lots of changes and it's in your 11th house so have you have you ditched a few friends or something or (laughs) um yeah i mean it's been as a like a very i think growing up i've always been very identified in taurus energy uh i feel like i'm losing a lot of the taurus things that i um didn't find a savory about myself. Maybe it's post Saturn return stuff too, but like, I'm way, I feel way more flexible. I do feel like I'm putting my energy into people that return that back rather than forcing things to work. Cause I'm very good at doing that too. So, um, I mean, I did change my hair. I feel like I'm just like, I'm open to, uh, things being yeses or nos. And before it'd be like, it has to work. And now I'm and maybe it's a mixture of the pandemic energy too of like oh well i can just kind of surrender uranus Uranus has made more aquarian it's just like yeah it just makes you just it really is the fuck it planet sometimes you Mm -hmm. know it's just like the uh, and not fuck it like i'm walking away but like oh fuck it let's just watch what happens here this is interesting you know Mm -hmm. like and by i'm just surrendering more in a way that doesn't feel bad but it's like I'm trying to work with then against which has felt very much just you know I'm just it's just here for me it's I'm I'm then it's coming from my Venus like I'm just it's just it's coming it ain't, it ain't, yeah. it ain't well, done. you know one of my <laughs> friends who's a healer and like a high tantra priestess she's a Virgo so she's she can go there she was talking about the 3d and the 5d and how the 3d world which is about our senses and bodies and our material existence is so different than the 5d which has you know non-linear time and serendipity so i feel like tauruses were the masters and lords of the 3d universe and always will be and so many tauruses were stuck in that though they can they were stuck in this analog mode that was really starting to hurt them and work against them and i feel like uranus was like the because Tauruses will not get themselves out of that. They'll keep driving in the same track a lot of the times. Um, mm-hmm. So, oh, the dead you know. horse with flies on it. I love driving that around. <laughs> <Let me laughs> one more time. Yeah. Not that Sages <laughs> don't do that in our own way. All humans do. We just but... beat the dead horse. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. Horse. We are the dead horse. 
Um, we just, you know, I feel like we leave a trail of dead horses as we go. <laughs> we try to ride the dead. Yes, horses. it's that yeah, until like, the next one, and then we're like, oh, what? Going? I've, yeah. I've actually never ridden a horse before. That. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, the only sport one. I can do as a Sag, yeah. I'll admit. But also, so, well, Stevie, I'm looking at your north node at two degrees Pisces, and you had a little interaction with Jupiter there in 2021, with Jupiter really amplifying that and lighting it up. So that may have also given you some lessons in surrendering to in your ninth house. Like you are, and, and you're going to get that again at the, you know, December 28th to May 10th and definitely you'll feel it in January really so you get it you know and you'll feel it again at the end of the year so um after October 28th more towards December 20th but it's uh oh no what am I saying never mind more towards October 28th Mm -hmm. um you are you are going to just you know travel more maybe or do some writing or um just explore um, more of a multimedia approach to things. Are you feeling that coming in at all? <laughs> Ooh, yeah, no, I like all that. I think in terms of the, this podcast and astrology and also um, I did start, go, like I went to astrology school in 2020 and yeah. I've just like- Okay, been I was gonna to fun- say, I've been trying to function like I- I, I've been trying to, maybe it's the Uranus too, of like learn, like I know nothing, <laughs> just like coming in like um, a blank vessel. Cause I think coming back to like the Taurus qualities, I'm trying, not even trying to shed. I just feel like I've outgrown a lot of them is just being a know-it-all. Cause I, I do tend to feel like I'm right a lot, but then I also recognize that that's impossible. I, I feel like I've turned and looked and been like, maybe it's me, but in like a good way that doesn't feel like I'm beating myself down or um, you know, like berating myself, but just in a more like, ref- I've been more reflective. I feel like I've, that Kylie Jenner quote, like I'm like learning things for, for the, <laughs> the first times or like, this is the year of learning stuff, but I feel like oh I'm just God, yes. more open to experiences, finding out what I do like, what I don't like. Um, Cause I can people please as well. So I'm also trying to, you know, probably hard to have a cancer rising in an Aries moon. Cause the Aries moon is like, I know what I want. And the cancer moon is like, but how will everyone else feel? And then mm-hmm. you're like, yeah, yeah, it's like this, like, and then you've got that Virgo South node too, which is funny. Cause Kylie Jenner is a Virgo North node. So she, the likes of her would occur <laughs> as, you know, lesser intellectual mortals to your chart. Um, and I'm not <laughs> saying she isn't, but um, you said it. The lip- yeah, I, it came from what I think Sages and Tauruses have in common is that together we can secretly pride ourselves on knowing everything and usually being right. But mm-hmm. in public, this Uranus and Taurus shift for you is like, I think I'm right. I probably will end up being right, but there's a 99.9% chance I could be completely wrong. And I'm finally willing to consider that. Yeah, so, it's a new yeah. consideration. Um, jury's still out, but you know, give it a, <laughs> well, <laughs> give it a your, shot. Letting yourself be proven right instead of setting your, like planting your flag so deliberately and saying like, I'm right, there's nothing I can hear. It's like, here's what I think 
initially let's let this let's let you prove yourself instead of well, me that was uh, very whatever. well said yeah well it's also a waste of energy something i think i've just been awoken to is it's a waste of energy i could i could tell everyone how to live their lives to the best ability in my 3d demented mind but <laughs> like that's not my job like and i don't know right when i appointed that to myself as like a micro adult you were born with ago. a Virgo south node that's where <laughs> <laughs> Classic. That comes from a good place, so you probably are a right. of knowledge. You're like better than WebMD, I'll bet. But oh yeah. you're probably a teacher and you know, or an educator, writer, scholar in many past lifetimes. Whoa. And you know, your south node's in the third house, which is also about learning. But with the north node in the ninth, I mean, in Pisces, you could take an art or a filmmaking or photography, you know, learning, but through the right brain, learning through mm. things that are more channeled in 5D even. Like, I feel like you would like to take a class on mediumship or something like that. Oh, yeah. I Well, I do have a BFA in photography, so I do have- Oh, there you go. You did it. Background. I did. I've been there, done that, got the t-shirt, but also- <laughs> I have every psychic I go to goes, you're psychic. Why are you coming to me? And then I'm like, cause I'm scared of gifts that, cause you'd have to prep, cause you have to <laughs> do it. And well, like, it's a Pisces, it's a Pisces North node. You have to grow into This is the year, 2022 is the year. I know. Jupiter, Neptune conjunction in Pisces on April 12th. Yeah. And also your Mars is next to your Chiron in, in Cancer. So you may have had like a past life as like, a mo there's a mother wound there where like you want to nurture but maybe you i don't maybe i think you were a witch who was burned at the stake that's what i get from that. yeah or maybe you like the ultimate mother wound yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> it's called the guillotine yeah uh, I'm god i mean <laughs> Woo! Check, Sag moment. checks out Sag moment. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. well it's just um it's just that like there's that desire to nurture and then that battle with it and so like you want to get you know like you'll just don't suppress your desire to give too much there you know it's okay yeah. it's just i guess what you're saying is you want to reframe the way you deliver the information so you're not a know-it-all it's good to be an open vessel right now but you will just go back to doing that probably anyways where you're I like, actually think you know widening your psychic field like that will take some of that burden off of you like i see i see you as like a hybrid psychic a demi-psychic oh, okay. <laughs> like some of the information comes from 5d some comes from 3d and you kind of come up with a fusion because mm -hmm. you couldn't really take yourself seriously sitting in a window but you also know there's more <laughs> than just what you read or know but I, you know tauruses are very very smart and you know sometimes at their own detriment so i think mm -hmm. that that could actually give you another information field to draw from that might even strengthen your delivery and make you enjoy proving people wrong in the most elegant of ways okay i'm okay. here for it um, yeah. hear that spirits i'm coming for your 5d <laughs> <laughs> download bitches so harry, what was that about the harry potter blah, blah, blah. yeah okay. <laughs> hogwarts millennium check oh my yeah. god yes hogwarts millennium <laughs> let me, let me, sorry. <laughs> oh my god oh, right, Lisa, are god. you ready or are you still i'm ready speaking? let's okay. do it <laughs> Okay, <laughs> we got we got a lot of Taurus and Cancer up in the house here, but yeah, you're, 
Taurus with Taurus rising in Cancer Moon and all those twelfth house planets and eighth house. So dealing with Uranus in the twelfth house, it's you know you 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 got the Uranus over your Sun part over with in twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen. So now you're just like just settling into this. You're you're well along your path of surrender probably at this point or uh, shell shocked maybe. I feel more confident, but sadder. <laughs> well, interesting. Was, you had to deal with Saturn over your Mars like last year. This last year it was just like all that joie de vivre got like pushed down. It's still up in your tent. I don't really love Saturn in the tenth house at all. And and you have it there for a little while longer until yeah, middle of 2023, end of 2023. But Saturn in the 10th is heavy, you know? It's I like, liked it though by the end of it. The first year of it was hard. You're newly into Saturn and your 10th house of leadership and career. You're feeling feeling the weight of the world. You're feeling like, oh shit, I got an adult now, don't I? You know, isn't anyone else adulting? (laughs) Yeah, the Uranus, well, Saturn and Uranus are square now. So Uranus is in your 12th house. Like, can't we just go on one more peyote festival excursion? I don't know. That's it. Saturn was like, no, you must write a business plan for venture capitalists or something. That's exactly what it is. I (laughs) I have three jobs and my whole day is spent figuring out how to not do any of them. <laughs> what how much time do I have not at work today is like that. <laughs> well, here's the good news about Saturn going through your 10th house. It's about leadership and management, which is all about getting other people skillfully to do your work. Something as a Sagittarius I will never probably master, but you as a Taurus could. So becoming a really maybe even, I mean, this is gonna sound horrific, but maybe taking a, a some training on management would be good for you even time management, I don't know, but that doesn't usually seem to be a problem with Taurus. However, with Uranus in your 12th house, it might be for you now, surprising. an issue, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and also um, you have the North Node in Pisces. So Jupiter is gonna cross that this year um, and uh, twice. So in your 11th house. So technical skills, brush up on those. Um, yeah, I think the management, like, you know, really learning some systems, putting some, we've had to do, we've had to write SOPs, you know, uh, standard operating procedures for the other SAGs on, in the room. No. <laughs> but it's really like having to do, uh, you know, like documenting and systematizing and training, like, a lot of the a lot of the relief does lie in like team systems for yeah. you and systematizing and technology so do that I also think you would like to manifest a nice business opportunity how about a big juicy podcast sponsor that <laughs> you know sponsors a block of episodes for six months or something I don't we know just, we just got one of those <laughs> do. okay then well, don't don't neglect your conjuring and manifesting. We'll take we'll take power. more, by the way. <laughs> yeah, please. Well, you know what? Do you have like a nice media kit or something like that? Because like what Tali's saying, standardizing, polishing all that, and and then doing a little bit of the mystical manifesting, conjuring from that five D invisible realm will work in your favor. 
be ready with the keynote powerpoint canva but do some woo and magic yeah mars is going to be in gemini for seven months starting august 20th next year because of a, a retrograde we write about that in our book for every sign but in your chart it'll be it'll be, make a couple trines to your natal mars and aquarius up in the 10th house but um so it'll be in your first and second so you may be the one driving that driving that sleigh um to uh yeah the manifestation abundance zone the month of april i and may are very very busy for me already this year and i know that they are extremely loaded astrologically as well um, because um, yeah. eclipses and there's going to be some square and uranus stuff happening so um any strategies on how to uh survive <laughs> <laughs> um you know to proactively prepare like get get systems in place already map out whatever you can that you know you're gonna have to get done then like start working on it ahead of time get a jump start real because you're living in that 12th house zone with uranus there where it's a little like i'll just deal with it when i feel like it probably not your usual Taurus style for many years but um the reason to yeah. fear eclipses is if you're not preparing yourself for change eclipses are going to force a change to happen that needs to happen they you know everyone's like oh eclipses run and hide i'm just like oh shut up everyone no. <laughs> was that gen x drop high school dropout oh suck it <laughs> kids no i'm kidding um but no seriously the um, it's true though it yeah, is i mean whining right? about eclipses everyone. i got engaged on the eclipse on my rising see on the, on, oh, wow. so I, i'm not afraid at all of of the eclipses changing anything and i have been engaged before spoiler alert it did not work out <laughs> and that was my choice. I feel like mm -hmm. I should say that. Um, but this time I definitely felt more of a change in me, just like, oh, I want to wear like something nice today because I'm like with my person or, you know what I mean? Like the yeah. last time I did post Saturn not... return, you're ready to be engaged and, and, and versus I, the, yeah, that was a change that I did not foresee. Obviously I know about eclipses, but it it was something that was very nice so i don't fear That's that good. but i do fear like being buried in work <laughs> so I'll, I'll i'll organize some of that stuff yeah well where um are they hitting your sixth and twelfth houses the eclipses i don't i mean like, yes yeah yeah, yeah. Yep. They, yeah are. they are they will be yeah. um uh, maybe not buried in if you don't want to be buried in work then how can you on what is missing? That's what you really want to tackle. And the North Node is going into Taurus. Um, we'd be remiss January for not 18th. mentioning on January 18th. So this is a really good year for Taurus to step up into their into like that power position. So what is it that has you be buried in work? Is it the Cancer Moon, like not saying no to things? It's the Cancer Moon, not saying no <laughs> for sure. That well, I would work with a, I'll, I would, I have a great coach for that, Lois Barth, loisbarth.com. I'll give her a plug. If you want to learn boundaries and how to say no, she is awesome. Just do like three sessions with her. She'll get you. She taught us that. And uh, it's, it's a mm -hmm. skill 
to nap, you know, it's just, it really isn't that hard, but like, this is your year of a breakthrough with that to really um, step it. Like you do not have to keep, so these eclipses are really here to, I think they're here to break up a pattern that needs to go. Yeah. Which is you got Saturn going through your 10th house. That's some like family of origin, father, just even if it was like a, your mom can say no to your dad without consequences or some, you know, who knows, like whatever you saw in the eighties and God, did we see things in the eighties? Like <laughs> as there, it's like a pattern, you, you know, you have to unpattern, which is, you know, as we discussed uh, with Stevie, not always the easiest thing for a Taurus, but uh journey worth taking so, all right thank you yes just play some j-lo i hate your mama okay <laughs> your boss, because uh you know not happening not happening i feel like this is a lot of stuff we've talked about recently on um on our group text just in general and we'll just start out there seeing people more people doing more work for us and less work we the offloading is very i'm just commenting on the Taurus Scorpio pattern breaking. It's tough with us fixed folks. You know, we yeah. we can hold you the like things with our bare way. hands. Yeah. yeah. And we, we can like do it. Standard. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the hard part is like when you can do it, getting someone mm -hmm. else to do it. Well in those you know? boundary those boundary things too, I think are hard to to navigate and decide what is especially thinking Taurus Scorpio, like what's my work and what's their work and how do we make those things fair and when is it okay to say like I'm doing enough, I'm doing too much at, when you can see, I don't know when you yeah when you have the capability to do it or you see that work needs to be done and and all of those things. Yeah, the Gemini um, Sag eclipses we've just finished really like, talk about no limits you know it's like more and more and more and oh i'm gonna juggle you know i'm, I'm actually looking forward to these taurus scorpio eclipses doing a little refining of things you know like what i think they that taurus scorpio really show us is what matters mm -hmm. what matters mm. is what feels good to your body or what feels good to your spirit you know and we haven't we've been focused on what feels good to our minds with gemini and sagittarius well and we've and had to because of yeah. all of the you know all of the world circumstances that we're still very much in but looking forward to the year ahead which would be the year of touch yes well it is i mean thinking Ooh. of that thinking of that switch of like what does matter and what are the things where i think we did have to it's great to have those no limit idea kind of cerebral adventures but now it's like well what are you actually going to do with all of that when now you did that exploration what are you bringing what souvenirs are you bringing back you know to <laughs> implement in your life well i think uh, it's interesting too because as i work in the service industry sometimes and um one of the things obviously we are not allowed to do right now is touch people but it is one of the things that we do we use that word differently like you touch a table, that means you like go say hello. It doesn't mean you go like physically touch it. Mm -hmm. And I think finding now ways to quote unquote touch people without, and I know that this sounds all like really woo and spiritual, but things like putting a little like confetti in someone's Christmas card or whatever, higher touches, things that like make people feel seen and heard can be not a replacement for physical touch, but during this time can be like a comfort when you know we're wearing masks and not really able to necessarily so hug it's very so nice taurus cancer kind of way of putting it it's hard for tauruses to be deprived of touch especially it's a 3d sensual sensory sign 
I think that um, what you may not be taking pride in is how whatever it is that you're doing that you feel burdened by, you're burdened because by your own mastery there. Like you have such a high standard that you would not feel good handing that off to someone else and having them receive less than the standard of care that you would put into it. So perhaps, you know, like we're saying, documenting your process a little bit enough so that it could be good enough to pass your standard and then teaching one person, one grasshopper, you don't have to get rid of it, but you know, one or two people who can do part of it for you and then check in and train them could set you free. That's that makes absolutely sense. true. Leads of people of yes. Pluto and Sagittarius Gen Zers will never not put confetti in an envelope again. <laughs> <laughs> but you will have to pay them a fair living wage of $22 an hour. So that's true. That is true. And that's okay. <laughs> there fair. are no unpaid internships in this as, generation. Yes, as as there should be. That is a fair yeah. one. You know, yeah. again, these, but thinking too of again, again about those eclipse shifts and and looking ahead to a lot of the astrology, I think of 2022 is those things of like, yeah, but what's someone, yeah, here's a great idea. We've all been fighting about ideas of what you know, obviously we are speaking more specifically about the United States, but thinking like, this is what I think the ideal is. This is my idea of America and us being like, yeah, okay. But like, where is our water coming from? How are people like, (laughs) what is like, people don't have houses or food or things like that. How are we getting people's just general? This is what matters. We can't have ideas if people are shelterless and starving and don't have money to, to do things or whatever. What, what what are the ideas? There was a house going into Aquarius in 2023. Mm-hmm. We'll take care of it then. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we still <laughs> <have a> planet. <laughs> Those of you left living will exactly because we'll have enough resources by then. Yeah. Well, there's right. definitely uh, there was a housing shortage last uh, during a past Taurus Scorpio node uh, nodal path, um, like back in the 40s with uh, yeah, right after World. World War II and the baby boomers and everything. And like, yeah, there were like there's a shortage of prefab housing, very different than what we're dealing with now on that there's level. There's a shortage that. of vans and airstream trailers. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All, all of those cars. <laughs> yeah. Cars yeah. in general. So it is everything, like this... everything I think is in in shortage pretty much. <laughs> right now. Everything is on a barge on the Indian Ocean hanging out with some poor person that's been on there for six months. Wow. Well, it mm-hmm. does feel like everybody wants everything, but we can't all have everything <laughs> kind of thing. Right. And how do you, how do you decide what it is that you actually want? And can you, do you have the capabilities to get it? Do people have the capabilities to get what it is that they actually want? And if they can't, that's, that's a problem. That's you what know? I love about the South node going into Scorpio because Scorpio is just like, I feel like the Scorpios I know like pride themselves on living with as less little as they can you know it's like mm-hmm. gonna whittle it down but everything they have is like super curated and like you know cared for and they'll tell you about it for like an hour and a half if you ask them <laughs> i mean they're amazing upcyclers recyclers just treasure hunters it's like this nodal path you know it's like taurus does rule the material world but it's like with the scorpio it's like 
what do we really need? Where is our, I've been, you know, mm-hmm. where is the, where is enough? You know, when are we going to, we have to define our enough already, you know? <laughs> so I think mm-hmm. too, with the Uranus and Saturn squares that have been happening, at least like from what I see of the supply chain is in restaurant stuff, there are like certain things. And I think it's, it may be with every industry and everyone, but there are certain things that are kind of regarded as like an industry standard or like, like for instance, like we won't, we won't use like maraschino cherries at one of the places I work at. And it's like, well, because there is that rule, like that standard amongst not just where I work, but a lot of other places, you can't get those. So, or you can't get the replacement ones or whatever. So it's like, well, do we, what do we do? Do we change the rule? Do we wait for the thing? Like everyone's trying to get the same cherries or whatever. So like, what do we do here? And there is just that fighting off. And I think it's, it's the same thing with buying a car or doing anything right now where it's like, well, do I give up that I really wanted this color or do I wait? Or like, how, how do we like move that box around this? What you do with Saturn and Aquarius next year is you gather a group of friends, you buy land in Washington state, you grow cherries then you find makers from Oregon to come over with a specialty who can uh, you know, turn that, yeah, brine them and add a CBD oil to some of them as well. And Is this an invitation? Absolutely. 1000%. I feel like, I feel like we always, I, what we need is someone to go back th- and listen through our episodes and remind us of all of the genius business ideas we just throw <laughs> out. So we can do this because we're always like, nobody steal this idea and then we forget what it is because here's another, here's another winner. Um, Artisanal cherry manufacturers. There we go. <laughs> the Packed seed. on the planetary days with uh, different properties oh of astrological magic for right. all those in a that cherry July drop. Uranus North Node conjunction there mm-hmm. of, you know, in Taurus. We're opening a, we bought a farm. But Lisa, why don't, they use maraschino maraschino <laughs> I can never maraschino cherries because they're gross or well, I mean <laughs> I like it is I guess the the Luxardo is the other brand it's like the traditional maraschino cherries the old oh, yes. the black ones that you get on like a nice oh, yeah. right so they don't want it to be like oh we're, we're get this isn't a nice place now it's like the standard of the place is well, we aren't going to do, we, we'll just put an orange slice in your thing. Cause we're not going to do right. that. Yeah. So it's like, mm. do we lower the standard or do we, you know, make a replacement or a substitution or how do we frame? And that's like a very small example of the square, but like, I'm sure people are feeling that in emotional ways and with families and other things, cherries is like a very simple example. But it's true though. When you get the, the Luxardo cherry in your old fashioned, you're like, this is a classy joint. You right. Know? <laughs> I, I just want to say no cherry in there. <laughs> I just want to say that this to me coincides with our earlier discussion of Pluto and Scorpio versus Pluto and Sag, because you can't tie a cherry stem with your tongue with a fancy nice cherry. And that's why this generation True. doesn't fuck. Sorry. And that's why they don't want <laughs> those. That's why they don't want those in the yeah. They don't want people doing that in there. <laughs> How are you gonna oh tell God. someone that you're a good kisser if you you can't show them the proof. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> well, we've gotten into some of it. Y'all are are so. This is the tenth. If you guys want to know about next year's astrology, what you must 
simply must do. And if you haven't done this already, I highly recommend this. Getting this tome. This is the 10th edition of the Astro Twins Year Ahead Horoscope for All Signs for 2022. It truly has everything. It goes month by month. It goes sign by sign. We get the highlights of what's happening transit-wise each month. We also get the numerology of the year, the uh, the Chinese zodiac of the year. I mean, there's just like nothing that's not in this book. I don't know how long. I think you mentioned our, this must take the whole year to be putting together. This is such an undertaking, but it is such a phenomenal, all-encompassing resource. You guys got to get this. Thank you. Thank you. How long does it take? Yeah. We talk about some, <laughs> we talk about what every planet's trends are too. So, you know, if you want to know more about tying a cherry stem, well, read the <laughs> chapter on, yeah. Yes. We got, well, we, did, we, got well, we did, uh, we did name 2022 the year of the new abnormal because all the things that are normal, whether it's a Luxardo cherry or one you tied with your tongue, um, it's not a normal just isn't, we're not going back to normal, but we don't know mm. what normal is. So we're in this liminal in between cognitive dissonance purgatory that we're calling the new abnormal. And, you know, it's a year, it's a water year after two metal years in the lunar calendar. So it's kind of, we've, we've, uh, we're, we'll be turning on the taps of creativity and new ideas. So I think, you know, it's a great year to open up to new models, to put our Sag and Taurus know-it-all traits aside or whatever your sign is. Um, any, forget what you know, don't forget it totally, but keep that beginner's mind um, because it's the year of the tiger and the tiger is associated with Uranus and Uranus is mm. really the planet to pay attention to in 2022. If we should pay attention to all of them, but if there's one that's really going to be speaking, I think it's that one. And are we all ready for some change? Watch yeah. your ass. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Pay attention to Uranus one way or another. <laughs> watch your mm. <laughs> Wash or watch? Both. 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 Touch is back. So, you know, yeah. You know, I'm not so 5D that I'm above a washcloth, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And we have a a code for y'all's books too, for our listeners. If you've listened all the way to the end, um, yes, for the stream, baby. It's Astro Twins 20. When you check out, I think that's not through your website, I would guess. Yep. Uh, you go to okay, astrostyle.com slash book. Put one of those in your cart, whether it's a paperback or a PDF or both, and then pop that code in and you'll get 20% off. And like everything y'all do, it's beautiful and well, it's absolutely done with Astro Style. Uh, <laughs> again code astro twins 20 we'll also have that in show notes and in all of our promo as well if you uh missed it but i feel like that's pretty hard to miss um mm-hmm. thank you guys so much for coming on this was absolutely a dream oh, come man. true um obviously astrostyle.com uh all of your socials will also link there too is there anything else coming up that you want folks to know about that we wouldn't have that we have not touched on Let's see. I mean, we have lots of classes now. We have a, a whole oh. new school at 
um, galaxy.astrostyle.com, whether you want to learn about every planet in your chart or feng shui or love or entrepreneurship, we're going to be doing a February astropreneur's journey for anyone who is wants to start a cherry farm or any other business and do it in sync with their chart. It's um, us. Yeah, <laughs> we're starting a uh, maternal millennial commune of some kind. Uh, I don't know, whatever. Whatever yes. work has some open spaces you could take over. So down. Yes. Cool. I love it. Thank you guys so, so much again. Thank you. We enjoyed this are fun. So, so thoroughly. Oh, yes. Follow, follow the Astro Twins, buy the year ahead book, use code Astro Twins 20, and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to What's Your Sign. Please rate us five stars and subscribe on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you use. If you like what you heard, please support us on Patreon. You can also find us online on Instagram at What's Your Sign Podcast or on Twitter at What's YR Sign underscore pod. You can also like our fan page on Facebook and join our friendship group. Questions, comments, concerns, or to book a commission chart reading, you can email us at what's your sign podcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye. What's your sign, baby? What's your sign?